This is Thank You Heartbreak. Hi, everyone. I'm Chelsea Lee Trescott. As a breakup coach, relationship advice columnist, and the founder of Break Upward, Chelsea is passionate about human beings and their stories. She talks to people about their journeys in love, growth, heartbreak, revelations, and every wound and lesson along the way. This podcast shines a light on heartbreak, showing you that the most crushing experiences are also your greatest opportunity to become meaningful, relatable human beings. Now, let's get to the heart of it. Hi, everyone. I feel so horribly compelled to say or to confess. God, I'm always making these confessions. Is everything a confession? Okay, so to confess that I feel like I'm on the struggle bus recently. I mean, really, ever since I launched this podcast... You know, you think it's going to be some great unveiling. And then it happens. And and you're over there applauding yourself. Balloons and streamers are not coming out of the sky. But then it's about keeping the momentum once you finally have thrown yourself and given yourself permission, really, to chase down that dream. It's keeping momentum. I guess where the struggle comes from is, again, something that I really wanted to just overcome is the technicalities of having a podcast. And I think some of the struggle right now is I live in New York. If it's not the construction across from me making noise, it's someone walking by and saying something and my mic picking up on that. Or it's my cat right up, you know, in this loft above me, crunching down on its food that my mic picks up. Or it's me going and getting another mic, so the mic that I have won't pick up on everything, and and that doesn't solve anything. And then it's the person I hired, and they have their own vision and their own timeline. And listen, since I've gotten into this podcast, I have actually learned so much about how I feel about business, my own business. Ever since hiring someone to do work for me, have I seen what I'm about? Have I stood for myself? Have I gotten amped up about how I want things to go? It hasn't necessarily been as smooth and seamless as I wanted it to be, but at the same time, I've seen things come out of myself that, in a way, I'm happy to discover. It shows me that more than perfection right now, I just want to I wanna put out content. I want the conversation. But still, it's difficult because I realize that not everyone will probably want to hear New York in the background of this podcast. And again, I want to push pause and go find every which way to solve this but at the same time like there's going to be days and days and days that go on possibly where I don't have anything out there for you and I don't want that to happen either so I hate that I'm asking for forgiveness but I hope that you will forgive me I hope that you will continue to tune in and see this podcast evolve that's really it evolve speaking of evolving I put out uh, to my listeners saying that they could you know send questions my way and they could be super random and personal about me or they could be super specific about anything having to do with relationships right and some of the letters I received back were you know two sentence questions but then a lot of things I received were letters they were like the advice column that I was doing it was very similar to that and I've transitioned away from the advice column that I had with the Huffington Post, which were really personal essays, very long, not the 
not the typical kind of burst of advice. Not saying that that's not as great. It, it actually could be more great. I actually just finished a book over the week and I completely devoured it. And it's called Can't Help Myself by Meredith Goldstein, who is the advice columnist for um, Love Letters for the Boston Globe, I believe. And I had never heard of her. I hadn't read her um, advice column, though she's had it since 2009. And I wasn't even home that much this weekend, but I devoured this book. And in her answers, um, different, again, to Dear Sugar, or now I'm trying to remember her name. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, God, um, How to Become a Person starts with an H. I'm forgetting. That was an incredible, two incredible advice columnists and books that came out of that advice column, but they too have very long answers, kind of similar to an essay. Meredith Goldstein is not that way, and still, I was just crying a lot this weekend. In my newsletter that I sent out, I kind of wrote about how I feel like there's this sadness that I have inside me after my breakup, really, a sadness and and also a celebration. You know, there there's both things that I haven't been willing or I've been so busy, so busy for the first time in my life really, that therefore I haven't allowed myself to really feel either the sadness or the celebration. And this weekend, I think I inched my way closer to doing just that. Um, I really, really, really recommend Meredith's book. It has a lot to do also with her story at the time when she was writing these letters and with her mom's illness with cancer. There's so many, I'm gonna have to do an episode just about this book and my feelings and what was kind of provoked or quote unquote triggered within me. So anyways, I received some letters this weekend that usually I would respond to in my advice column, but I've transitioned the column, the advice into e-coaching that I offer um, through my coaching website. You can find it there, but it's one of the services I offer my clients. And I think it's really an outstanding experience. I've really kind of owned and realized and listened to what a lot of the people that were writing into my advice column wanted. They, they didn't want to talk on the phone. They wanted to hand me their story and hear my words back to them. Hear me look through their eyes and tell them how to be brave again. And some of them admitted to me that they weren't comfortable speaking on the phone. And I think that this is a lot of the deal with modern love these days is that people break up on the phone. They only, you know, when you're on Tinder, you're only texting and you never end up on the date. You know, there's challenges really of, of having this immediacy, this back and forth in real time. I say something, you say something, I say something. These are the difficulties. So this woman wrote in to my advice column and you know what, I'm going to include it right here. Like I said, they want to send in their, their letters and I don't, I don't want to abandon it. You know, the advice column got me to this point. So let's bring it onto the podcast. Here is the letter that I received. Dear Chelsea, I'm in a bit of a bind at the moment. I love my boyfriend, but I see no future with him. At least not one where I'm happy. We've been together just over a year now, and generally speaking, things have been pretty good. But lately, I've started to feel like I'm outgrowing him. We just seem to be in different places in our lives. I'm focused on getting into university or failing at that and getting a good job and moving out, whereas he seems content to doss around with his friends. At times, it feels like I'm dating a teenager. 
neither of us are working. I'm trying to find something and receiving benefits in the meantime. But he seems happy to continue to take money off his mom. He's admitted that he doesn't care about money, which is fine, but our relationship doesn't seem to motivate him either. He refuses even to sign on, even though it means we can spend more time together. It's not all bad. We do have fun when we're together. He makes me laugh and is a genuinely great guy, but I just can't overlook the negatives. Do you think I should sit him down and talk this over or cut my losses and leave? Kind regards, at a loss. I always feel so privileged to receive the intimate details of someone's life. And I I get the sense from this letter that this woman, um, I said mom, she wrote mom. Uh, I said university, she wrote uni. She said doss around. There was just some things. I get the sense that she might be from England. I don't know if that's very presumptuous of me, but that is something that's super cool that I that I noticed from my advice column, and I think it was a great choice on my end, if I may say so myself, to have it be with the Huffington Post because it was such a wide range of people. You know, it wasn't just like this specific niche audience. It's been so wide and, and letters from all over the world. I love that. So let's get to my response. Let's not wait a second more. Dear Adalos, I think everyone in every relationship deserves a thorough, thoughtful, and totally transparent conversation, especially when it's a conversation surrounding whether you should break up or not. I'm so big on this because I really believe we owe it to ourselves and to the people we've given our heart to, to admit where we're at with each other. And not just where we're at with each other, but especially where we're at with ourselves. We need to hear ourselves say this aloud, to say it in front of someone. And you know what? I think the person that we're with needs those answers too. Needs even depends on hearing us speak about ourselves. Listen, I'm saying this not only because it's the right thing to do, but because it's the braver thing to do. And that bravery, that honesty face-to-face is what we need to put ourselves through in order to grow up and grow into ourselves. Listen, it takes compassion and courage to have these conversations and to have them constructively. So if I was going to warn you of anything, it would just be the tendency to not be compassionate and not be courageous when you talk to your boyfriend. And trust me, I don't think this tendency comes from a place of malice, but simply comes from a place of discomfort and frustration and even heartbreak. I mean, you've outgrown someone. And even though that growth is on your terms, growing pains hurt, even if they symbolize our expansion towards something greater. I gotta tell you, this is what I've seen happen with so many women who have go into these like, you know, sit down on the verge of breaking up conversations. And listen, 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 listen. This is exactly what I recommend you do not do. This is the warning. Do not do this. Because again, it's neither compassionate nor courageous. And that's going into the conversation and talking too much about the other person. You know, saying things like, well, if only you'd prioritize our relationship like you prioritize your friends. Or... Maybe if you didn't have your mom's money to fall back on, you'd actually get up and make something of yourself. Or, you're a great guy and we have so much fun together, but do you know how unattractive it is to witness you have zero motivation lately? I could go on and on and on, and I'm not saying this is what you feel, but these things can happen, they can come up. This is, you know, when you're not just projecting, but again, you're frustrated, your heart's breaking, you just wanna, you wanna shake the person. 
you end up saying these things and it's the blame game and often once that blame game ball gets rolling it doesn't stop easily we wind up bombarding someone with our own expectations for them and you know what i've had to learn in my life it's that my expectations for someone are only so important to me when i feel like i'm not living up to the expectations i have set for myself when i criticize another for being stuck in their ways and trust me i have what I'm really grappling with is my own self-judgment. What's tearing me up is the criticism I have, not of my boyfriend so much as the criticism I have of myself. And in this situation, in your situation, I've been in your situation. This is exactly how I'd be feeling and it is exactly how I've felt. It would be the criticism I have about being insincere. It's insincere to be anxious and judgmental about someone else being stuck in their ways and in their life when I myself am staying put in a relationship I know isn't going anywhere. When I myself am staying put in a relationship I feel intuitively so compelled to move on from. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm criticizing him about being stuck when I am stuck in indecision myself. It's insincere. If you're anything like me, knowing what you must do and not doing it will feel like self-betrayal. It will inevitably make you feel like a prisoner to love. And not only love, but a prisoner to hope and your own hesitation. I don't want this for you. So knowing what I know about this relationship, what I envision being the most empowering next steps is one, having a good heart-to-heart with your boyfriend. Talk about yourself. If you've already done this before, do it again and do it for the final time. Talk about what you're growing toward and what you imagine that will give you. Talk about why it's important that you take certain steps in your life and that you see a certain level of progress and devotion to your goals and dreams. You see that progress is being made. Why is that important to you? Talk about what exactly you've outgrown and how, if necessary, If truly desired, this relationship could turn into something you can continue to commit to. What would the relationship need to look like? What type of person would you need to be dating in order for you to feel like they belong in your future, beyond your boyfriend now, beyond your boyfriend becoming that type of person? Just ask yourself, what kind of person do I imagine I'd be with right now that would make me really happy, that would make me be committed, that would seem like we're both on the same trajectory? It may all seem very obvious, but when people are in a rut and receiving this kind of information, it only helps to spell it out. And so importantly, answering those questions will help you clarify your life to you. Again, as much as I want to say, show up and clarify things to the person you're with, also in the act of clarifying it for them, you end up clarifying your own life to yourself. You know, that's the big thing about therapy for a lot of people in coaching it's not that they don't know the answers it's not that they don't have them but it's about taking them from what's in your mind harping over it harping over it harping over it that comfort that confusion the comfort of being in the confusion when you say it out loud to a quote-unquote professional it snaps you awake you say I don't want to come back next week and have this still be my story it shocks you when you say things aloud if you're going into a possible breakup The benefit of really saying aloud what's on your mind and in your heart is you will wake up to yourself and your needs. Listen, once you have this conversation, remember that promises are easily made though. 
Your boyfriend may promise to be better at X, Y, and or Z. He may promise to evolve in the ways you are evolving. He may ask for just a little more time, a little more patience, please, and maybe even just a little bit more love as he figures himself out. Only you can determine whether promises are enough for you. Only you can determine whether you believe time is enough to turn him into the type of person you wish to carry into your future. Listen, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but often time alone doesn't change people. I want you to remember this. Time alone simply turns people into more of who they already are or who they allow themselves to be. And so finally, the second most empowering step I envision you taking is parting ways. I say this because in large part, the only way to really attain the future you want for yourself is by letting go of anything and everything within your control that doesn't complement the future you are trying to create. I really, really want to say one thing before I close this up, and that's that I admire you. I admire you for being able to see that you don't see a future with someone. So many of us are terrified of a future without love that we will latch onto the smallest vision we have of it and try and turn that relationship into something so big, into something so worth holding onto. And because we busy ourselves in this effort, we wind up missing out on the very things that are not only meant for us, but that we are ready for. At a loss, I feel like you are ready for more. And I'm rooting for you. That you will give yourself the freedom to outgrow someone and not feel guilty for being able to acknowledge that sooner rather than later. Love, Chelsea. Thank you so much to the woman who wrote in to me for sharing those details, for having an instinct that I may be able to help and, and choosing me as someone to listen to and potentially guide you. I hope it offered you some relief, some encouragement, and some clarity. If this question resonated with you, if her letter resonated with you, if my response resonated with you, if it didn't resonate with you, share these things with me. Show them with the audience. And also feel free to send your own letter along. Or, you know, if you have a friend that's constantly going over their story with you and you feel exhausted by it, guess why I became a breakup coach? Because I am happy to admit I don't get exhausted by these stories. So send them my way. They can email me at chelsea at breakupward.com or you can send your letter on Instagram at thankyouheartbreak. Also on my Instagram, you'll see there's my phone number and there's my email address. You can just click the email and immediately pop-up comes up or you can email me directly. That's probably the easiest thing for you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it benefits you. I hope that it makes you just fear less. We have to fear less in order to love greater. I know it's a tall order to try to say, be fearless. So I'm saying, no, 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 no. Just fear less and love greater. <laughs>